Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm too fat to sit in front of this thing anymore, James. Well, I'm trim and terrific. Oh, yeah, but you need a haircut. I look ridiculous. It's so grey and long. Look, I've caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I just went, you're a disgrace. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) No, don't talk to yourself like that. It's too late. I've already done it. You are a precious jewel. Quite frankly, I deserve it. You also look great. You are also a precious jewel. Are you serious? I'm the size of a bloody house. I'm having a baby in less than a week. Less than a week. Yeah. Like less than a week. <laughs> less than a week. All right. Hello. Welcome to Suggestible Podcast. This I is am the show Claire. where we're down on ourselves. No, this is the show where we bring you things to watch, read, and listen to while you were stuck at home in isolation land. I gotta put the goddamn bins out. It's raining so much. Oh my god. Okay. You need to get over the fact that you have to put the bloody bins it's not out. The, I like putting the bins you out. You always complain about the bloody bins. No, We're, but I don't like it. It's bucketing down. I'm going to have to go out there. It's your job. My, my long, wet, wet grey hair will be matted. <laughs> I'll look like an old sheepdog. See, this is why you will never live up to that threat that you always give to me, yeah. which is that you're going to grow your hair long into an old grey ponytail. It's going to have. It's going to get bad. past the Your point. ego will never let you. Yeah, one day my ego will disappear. I'm sure I'll get enough reality <laughs> checks and I'll just feel no self-worth. One. One day your ego will die. No, it won't. You have a giant ego. Anywho, yes. Thank you. Um, we're married and we suggest you things. Yes. Yeah. It's exciting. I've got lots of things to suggest. We have two things each at we least. Do. Actually, I've got three for this episode. Three. The first one is please go and listen to my rendition of Frozen's For the First Time in Did Forever. Did you actually post that? <laughs> no, I didn't. You're a national embarrassment if you do that. <laughs> it's so funny though. James's brother is a teacher and he um, asked me to sing the lyrics to the first time forever but coronavirus yes. way and all his students are going to mime a line. Yes. If only we could release this online but we go to jail. <laughs> oh, and also it's I'm the song so bad. No, but it's me. I'm so bad. I have to sing it to karaoke anyway. I spent a, I've spent a lot of isolation this week making that track and it was very funny. My favourite line is, but Corona will go away. It will go away. It's agony to wait. It's agony to wait. How about this? Tell David to open up the gate, which is if we get enough requests, <laughs> you have to post a section of it on your. <laughs> no, it's so what the section where I pretend to be two characters? Yes. So I pretend to be if we Elsa get, and Anna singing a duet. If we get, how about this? <laughs> Lay yeah, them in the perfect. Recording. If and and you've. You can't sing properly because your diaphragm is crushed by a baby. So if we get 10 reviews, let's say five star, but, you know. All right. Whatever That's want. a bit ambitious. No, well, okay. we're going to go for it. You have to post a clip of it on your Instagram. not <laughs> so embarrassing. Yep, we're going to do it. You may, okay, I have to post that clip of me pretending to be two different characters yes. and singing over the top of one yes, another. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Fine. Fine. If we get 10 bloody reviews, I'll bloody do it. We're doing all right for all reviews, right. but, you know, we can always do a little bit of a bump. This is for analytics and content. Do you want me to mention my first thing for this week? I do, I do, yep. So well, I'm this is something you've probably bit. got too. Uh, it's called Afterlife Season 2. Oh, what? I already had that on my list. No, well, we talk about it together. That's how it works. Okay. 
So I, I wasn't a huge fan of season one. It felt a bit kind of, I don't know. Uh, you just don't like Ricky Gervais. This no, I do like Ricky Gervais. But that's the thing, though. I really liked the second season. I liked it a lot more. And I think part of the reason is I think it's funnier, for one. But I also think that it addresses some things about grief, which the first one kind of didn't. Because the way it kind of ends, he kind of like, it's almost like he, he gets over it and he gets past his grief. And this one, when it starts again, he realizes that there's no really, you don't just get past it, it's still with you. And he does this amazing speech about how he's not, he's, he's not better at all, but he does an impression of, some, of, of who he used to be and that's just what he does now. Yeah. Like he remembers what it was like to be okay and he just does that. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I thought, I, I mean, look, if you haven't watched Afterlife, Ricky Gervais's character loses his wife to cancer. Yes. So the series is kind of peppered with videos from her mm. and their old life when they were together. Yeah. And it's like he lives in a village in England and it's okay. like he works a, with a, like a sort a of. Colourful local characters. A, yeah, eclectic mix of colourful local characters and it's very funny. The first series, I guess, is a lot darker in some ways. Oh, maybe, yeah. The, I mean, but, like he yeah. shoots up heroin at one point. Yeah, he does do that. And McCall's got to kill himself. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I guess yeah it's yeah, kind of right. darker. Whereas this series, I enjoyed them both equally in different ways. I feel like in the first one, he's really in the throes of grief, in that mm. um, he's just angry and horrible to everyone around him all yeah. the time. Kind of has moved into a stage now where he's just thinking more about his wife, I guess. And I guess it's a state of depression. But it's also weirdly very joyful. Yeah. I mean, he shares a lot about his love for her and there's just lots of beautiful clips of them together in their life, which I really enjoyed in this second season. And she's great as well. She's in other things that they've done together. She mm. is really great. What is her name? I don't know. I can bring up the Would you bring that up? Yeah, because yeah, sure. um, his wife is brilliant. And the other person that's also really good in this is the nurse who, yes. who – and what's her name? Her name is Ashley Jensen. She's from uh, – Extras as well. Yeah, so and she's Kerry Gold, in Extras uh, with Ricky. Goddyman is his wife who passed. Yeah, and both yeah. of those characters are really great. The character of the postman is great. Yes. Um, his mate who's also a sex worker is hilarious. Yes. She's really great actually. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got a lot of heart to her. Yeah, uh, she really does. And yeah. To, and the way that's kind of like a job, you know, that she's a sex worker, but she's kind of. She's just going to her job. Yeah, it's, and just, like going, it's just like she works in a toll booth or what, in an yeah, office or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, what I love about it is, and this is what I think Ricky Gervais is really good at, is what is so good about The Office. He takes the minutiae of your life, of mm. everyday life, and those ridiculous conversations that happen and pulls them into focus in a way that's really hilarious but poignant. Yeah, right. So you can watch something like that, which is ostensibly not that much happens really. It's really more about. No, it's pretty low stakes, I guess. Yeah, know. but yeah. it's just more about people coping with life. Yes. And the ordinariness of it all. I watched Ricky Gervais on a part of a podcast. It's on Luminary, so which is a subscription podcast service. I haven't actually. Yeah got that subscription, but Russell Brand interviews him. And so I follow him on Instagram and he's actually quite a good recommendation for someone to follow on Instagram. Existentially, it's, a, it's the dichotomy <laughs> of economics of the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. No, you nailed that. it. But I, like, and look, I take him in small doses because he can get a little like that, but I'm really enjoying his Instagram at the moment. And um, the part, the interviews that I've seen with Ricky Gervais, where he talks about afterlife, but he also talks about writing the office and, 
it's really beautiful. So I'd recommend that discussion as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed Afterlife. There's also one of the characters I really like is someone who sits on the bench within the in the cemetery. She's played by Penelope Will Wilton, who people might know. She's in Doctor Who. She's like the Prime Minister and. Some earlier seasons. Oh, of she's Doctor great. Who. She's also in Downton Abbey. Yes, she she's is. She's so good. And she's widowed as well, but her husband, she's in a different point because she's older. I can't remember exactly when that happened to her. It might have been much earlier. But I think it was a similar time. Oh, maybe it frame. was then, yeah. But yeah. I don't, maybe it's because she spared more time with him than, uh, than then Ricky Richard Weiss had wife. With, his, with his wife. But I found that really, um, I find her, their, their dynamic really good. The only dynamic I don't really like. There's a girl called Sandy who he works with, Mandeep uh, Dil- Dillon, and I just feel like she's a she's written a bit one-dimensionally and always looking to Ricky Gervais to be like, Ricky Gervais, what do I do? I feel like she doesn't really <laughs> – bit, a bit better in the second season, but I feel like she's – she could be fleshed out more as a character. They don't do enough interesting stuff with her. You feel like, though, I think sometimes she plays the character of the audience. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, which turn- I quite like. Because she kind of turns to him and goes, hmm, yeah, she's when kind something of kind of wacky what, happens. What you're thinking as the audience sitting and watching, she's kind of She's that doing person. the face of, yeah. yeah she's like the yeah. Tim but she's from The Office, but she's not. She's not really as out there anything. as a big character. Yeah, yeah but she's. But they're just like. There's this home life that's implied and you see a little bit of it, but it's mostly like, what do I do, Ricky Gervais? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what you do, you bloody get on with it. Yeah, uh, look, I agree. Like in some ways I agree with that. I think her character absolutely could be fleshed out more. But I also enjoy that dynamic of feeling solidarity with her. Like she goes to these things, like they have a drama performance rehearsal thing, which is just full of these larger-than-life characters. Yeah. And you feel like she's the one person in that whole universe who's like, Kind of just a normal yes. human being. Do you enjoy the psychologist? <laughs> I, oh, I, I do. But yeah, I but do. He's the like, worst. Yeah, I, he's the worst. Like, he's completely he's like, unbelievable as a human being, but he's the worst. And, and he's always like just basically espousing all of his views about women and picking up the chicks, yeah. picking up the chicky babes. He's, and he's clearly not well. Yeah, he's of, clearly not well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's got like long hair. Head, uh, well, just that's a, a wig, side note, actually. don't grow your hair long. He play, he's man. in Game of Thrones, that guy. He's got like a oh, top knot. Oh, I see. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, it's really great. So His I'm brother-in-law's good as well. Um, yeah, he's the other one that you sort of feel is a bit of the voice of reason too. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He's a little bit sad, Saki. There is the kind of – it's it's almost too fantastic. It's, it's good. I really like it. I should point that out. But it's weird because it's a balance between complete and utter lunacy and – really normal people. Yeah, because yeah. Ricky Gervais's kind of role is to be a reporter that goes out to report on the things that have happened in the local yeah. news, basically. And he but the people that he was reporting on are always like really out there. But, all, but even crazy. like the relationship he has with the postman, which I really love. Like it's slightly more fantastical than like the office, for example. Yeah. yeah. But which is good. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. It's on Netflix. It's all on Netflix. You should watch it. Yeah. I I burnt through it in a night. Like I it's only Six episodes. You're a maniac. Oh, I'm a maniac. How do One I do it? night. Holy dooly. Anyway, what's another? Th- I just cut our show drastically short by choosing the same thing <laughs> yeah, as you, but what's another you thing? Did. All right, okay. Um, I've just realised my prego brain has brought up the suggestible notes from last week. Oh, my God. We've already done that episode. It's already available on <laughs> iTunes and Spotify I and other know. platforms. All right, so here we go. 
Phew, saved it. Nobody even noticed. Mm. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about very briefly was a quick goodbye to Levens, Andrew Levens, who is leaving our network, Planet Broadcasting. Um, Would you recommend a goodbye to Andrew Levens? I would recommend a goodbye (laughs) to him. But I would also, um, and his podcast, Serious Issues and Hey Fam, have been an awesome part of our network and he's also created our Facebook group, Planet Broadcasting. Great mates. And fostered a really good community. Yeah, and it's an awesome community. So if you haven't already sort of belonged to that one, I'd highly recommend going over and um, joining that group. And obviously, we've still got lots of great administrators over there, but we just want to say goodbye to Levens and yeah, wish him all the bloody best. And, he did, yeah, he does a lot of great work for us. Yeah, and when he's, the, yeah, when all this restrictions lift, and yeah, exactly. Well, he's and, got that book, obviously, which uh, we've talked about recently. Yeah, kids' book, kids he's book just Nelson. released too. Issue number one, uh, not issue, it's book number one. It's a kids' book, it's, a, it's a, about a kid who gets superpowers when he eats, eats vegetables. But there is actually, if you go onto his Twitter, he did, uh, he posted something, there's a couple of chapters are available online if you do want to check it out but it's apparently selling very well so yeah it's an awesome book so anyway yeah. so long levens you've been so great long. yeah so that's one thing i want to say off the top of the books the other thing i wanted to recommend is also a netflix show oh my gosh it's awesome called feel good with canadian comedian and actor may martin oh yeah i know um may martin is a stand-up comedian and i kind of learnt about her work from the guilty feminist which was one of my favorite podcasts mm. she wrote the show it's very autobiographical it's ostensibly almost a romantic comedy it feels very familiar but really deals with some really kind of Unique themes in in a way. It's about a relationship and May falls in love in the first episode with a girl. And May kind of talks a little bit later on about how she may identify as trans, though Mm. she's queer, like a gay woman, and the girl she falls in love with is heterosexual. But that kind of isn't actually the main thread of the show. She's also dealing with addiction through it and there's quite a colourful cast of characters. Is that something she's dealt with in real life as well? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And she's a stand-up comedian in the show. So it begins, it kind of opens with her doing her stand-up and then this girl happens to be in the audience. Right. It's heartbreaking and poignant. It reminds you how hard it is to be vulnerable in relationships. It deals with kind of those weird relationships you have with your parents and the baggage that they give you. Yeah, take that, parents. (laughs) And so really, ostensibly, it's just a great TV show that crosses that line of being really hilarious while also pulling on your heartstrings. It just happens to be that the characters are gay, but that's not kind of – the focal point I of like, the show. I really sense. prefer that. I think we're past the point of, you know, that being a big deal in shows. Not yeah. that it's not a big, obvious, you, do you know what I'm saying though? I know it's exactly not the fo- what you mean. Like you said about how it's not the focus. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Shit's Creek is the same. They move to a small town and it's, the son is, is gay, but it's never like an issue. Everyone in the town is just like. He's gay. Yeah. And I know that's not always the case in a lot of places, but I just love that it's not the focus. So yeah. No how this is. It's just an element of a very multifaceted character. Yeah, and yeah. all the characters are, are really complex. What's kind of really interesting about it too is it explores May's own experience of what it's like to date someone who's hetero and yeah. then her, what that sort of plays with her mind about body issues and and later on, like, because her girlfriend doesn't introduce her to her friends and she's right, really yeah. – and so there's sort of a party where that kind of happens and it's awkward. But it's all relatable stuff to when you start dating someone. Mm. You, James, over I there. never <laughs> introduced you to anybody. Someone. No, but, you know, that everyone – you know, that's such a common experience of – 
maybe dating someone who doesn't introduce you to their friends or is nervous about introducing to their family or has commitment issues or doesn't post anything on social media about you and then that plays with your mind and then the other person, why don't they do that? Are they afraid of commitment? All that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's absolutely beautiful. I really hope she's writing a second season and hasn't been picked up by Netflix yet. But I Hasn't? No. Really? I know. But I'm really hopeful that it will be. I wonder if this – because I remember when this came out and I'm just looking at the release date because it was like late – March, was it, that came out? Yeah, Sorry, really March recently. Yeah, yeah even, really recently. This so, year. yeah, so it's kind of, that's interesting because that was, yeah, that was a while ago, but I don't remember hearing much about it since it kind of came out. So I'd forgotten about this. So maybe it, maybe it's not yeah. getting traction. Maybe that's why it hasn't been. I mean, look. And Lisa lot, Kudrow's in it, yeah. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow plays her mother and plays it so fantastically. Yeah, right. The other character that's really funny is Sindhu V. Sindhu V is a, a stand-up comedian and she – plays this kind of funny character from May's recovery meetings. Right. Anyway, she's really funny in it too. And I just recommend following Cindy V actually and looking up her stand-up comedy because yeah. I think it's bloody hilarious. Is her girlfriend in it Charlotte Richmond? She's from Fresh Meat. Um, yes. Yeah, she, she's great as well. Yeah, yeah really she good is. Cast. She's really, really great. And yeah. it's, Sophie Thompson, it's written yeah. so beautifully. It's the world that you want to stay in. So there's yeah. some dark themes but it's also just a beautifully drawn out world to live in and what like I watch yeah back to you would really enjoy it actually and it's a great I think it'd be a great show to watch too with a partner yeah okay not that we ever watch anything together well if we both watch things together we end up recommending the same thing (laughs) that ruins the show exactly but it is anyway highly recommend it and also just fine just go and follow Mae Martin she's actually interviewed on the Guilty Feminist um Mm. Deborah Francis White is doing a new podcast so I'm just gonna move on to my second recommendation oh my goodness I know anarchy that's right I'm a pregnant woman on the loose Nobody stopped me. Is that the opposite of the mask? Somebody stopped me? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Have I told you how one of my favourite comedians, Silly Pecola, I've already said this already on the podcast, but it still makes me laugh how last year, or maybe it was 2018, um, she always chooses a motto and her motto for 2018 was, you'll see, you'll all see. You did talk about that, yeah. I don't know why I always think about that. It just makes me laugh so I much. I love people driven by spite. Yes. I find that <laughs> no, yeah, it's a great it's, motivator. Yeah, it's very funny. Is that yeah. how you're driven? Yeah. Are you driven mostly. by spite? No, not really. I, I'm, um, I don't know what I'm driven by. I'm Lack driven of by haircut. Everyone, that's what I'm yeah, telling I'm you. Yeah, I'm driven by everyone just fuck off, leave me alone. That's what I'm <laughs> driven by. Yeah, you are just constantly seeking ways in which to not have to go anywhere or do anything. It's not uh, that is how you've ended up running this bloody YouTube channel. I, I so am, you didn't. You know what I am driven by? I am driven by being like quietly successful ish, and then and not having to like bang on about it. Like I, because most people who we met don't have no idea what any of this is. No, and you actively get mad at me if I tell people. I do a little bit, which I shouldn't. Because people, people ask me no, what I you know, do and I say times... he does a YouTube channel and you're like, Ugh. I'm like, well, what are we supposed to say? He works at the local greengrocer. Tell him, I don't they care. They know that you're not you working want. there. Tell him whatever you want. No, you're, you, of course you can tell them that. Of course you should. But yeah, but you always get no. mad. I don't. I don't feel the need to like be like, and these are the download numbers, and this is the whatever, and it's yeah. But like, that would make you a total asshole if you walked around being like, "My name is James, and I run Mr. Sunday Movies, and I have this many downloads. I'm better than everybody." Yeah. Like, I don't know if you no. know about this, but a lot of famous YouTubers are absolute sociopaths. <laughs> Uh, and just like look, you. I'm probably am. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. No, you just like to be left alone. Yeah, that's what I've discovered about you. And this is just like just because we've been talking about relationships sure. um, and feel good. 
One thing I've learned over the years, because what we've known each other for like what fourteen years. God, feels like more. <laughs> no, sorry, go on. I have learned that in conflict situations, and I feel like this applies to a lot of relationships. And I'm going to stereotype here because this is here we go. I love heteronormative relationship. But I used to when you when we'd have a fight or get mad or something, you would like not talk to me. And then I would chase you and be like, tell me what's wrong. What's going on? Tell me, what have I done? Talk to me. What's going on? And I would like follow you around. Sometimes I would just get mad because you'd like want to be on your own. And I'd be like, well, obviously he's mad at me. He doesn't love me anymore. And I'd like follow you around. And what I've since learned is actually what I need to do is let you be on your own. It's like how you train a cat. And then you come and find me. I love you. <laughs> yeah. So I just leave That's you true, alone. Often like when you go out. And I like I know where you are. Like you go to an appointment or you do whatever. If you're not back within a certain time, I'll just ring you just to like make sure that. And I know you're fine, obviously. But I'm like she's probably just going to get a coffee or whatever. But I still like to check to make sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? it was like that time that I went on holidays and I came back and you like slow cooked me a lamb stew and like delivered flowers and cleaned right. the whole house. And then I climbed into the and roof did all cabin. the washing and put it away. <laughs> Like I don't always sometimes. <laughs> and you wrote me this beautiful card. It was like she's back, and I was like, yeah. That's what I need to do, just not be around you so you yeah. appreciate me more. That's true. Anyway, but that I feel like, though, that is some serious solid relationship advice there. Yes. Because some people, like I'm quite extroverted. I like to be around people all the time. And some people, like you squirrely away, Mr. Sunday, don't like to be at all. I don't like it. You don't like it. Do you know what no. I do like, though? What do you like? My next, oh, were you in the middle of a suggestion? No, I've already done it. It's done. Okay, good. Excellent. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We have a special, special sponsor this week. I love special sponsors, in particular this one, the most special sponsor. It is. It is from the lovely comedian Sam Peterson and it's a podcast. Such a good podcast too. I bloody love this one. I'm actually on an episode of it. It's called Confessions of the Idiots where Sammy P finds the best and weirdest online confessions to read out to some really great guests. Yes. So other than me. (laughs) I love online confessions. Like genuinely, there's a few like Reddit threads that I'm sub to and also some accounts that I'm like, ooh, juicy internet gossip. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, he is really good at finding some excellent ones. And yeah. we've got a special little clip here. Will Anderson and Marie Cardi, two excellent guests. What a lineup. Great comedians. I know. Discuss this particular one. It's all about a hair salon. So I'll let you hear it now. Let's do it. The only problem is I have, mm. and it is a dark one, Yes, is I have an addiction that seemed to have come out of nowhere a few months ago. Uh-huh. When you cut somebody's hair, you have an instant connection to them. Oh. It's a bond that is difficult to describe. Oh. And she's going to go on and describe she's it. Gonna keep, she's going to keep some of the hair, isn't hair. she? <laughs> you saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. But once you see their locks fall away, you understand them a little more. Oh. That sounds so creepy. Oh. So in the heat of the moment one day, I started pocketing a customer's hair. Probably Denise, do you reckon, Will? 
Probably Denise. Firstly, Denise. Firstly, Denise. Denise. She's mentioned Denise by name. I'll start with Denise. Yeah. Get a couple of wines in for Denise. Does she do? She'll give you a hair. Turn what does down she the do lights. with the hair? Does she eat it? Mm. No, she said, I pocket the yeah. customer's hair. I really liked it mm-hmm. and thought that I could just take a little bit and it wouldn't become a problem. Yeah. What started as a very small thing became a very, very big, even huge issue in my life. Okay. I started doing it every day. Yeah. One customer here, uh-huh. another there, and worked up to handfuls at a time. Now I had bagfuls of it at home. <laughs> I started taking a larger backpack to work, so she's smart. Now, I, 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 I mean, you know, yeah. but I'm curious at this point whether we're going to get to, like, are storage methods of this hair going to be mentioned at some stage? Because my main curiosity is how it's being kept and labelled. Yeah. Because I want to know. Labelled? Well, because I want to know. Like, I wasn't so for, expecting labelling. Well, it says Denise, June 20th. Yeah. Oh, right. Or yeah, at least okay. the person. Mm. Like, I don't want just the, like, if she's saying it's a connection between her and that person, yeah. then I just don't want random hair laying around the yeah. house. It's I not want, laying, it's in bags. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. It's mixed. It's mixed. Yeah. You don't like that? Don't like that. Well, the the labels are getting mixed up for one. That's not about an individual connection with somebody. No. That's just lots of hair. You can keep it all separate. That would be like when when we've had pets die in the past, we've often like kept some of their like fur and we have it like as a memento. So I understand the kind of holding on to something. To a certain thing. Yeah. And I think as someone who was getting my hair cut, well, it kind of presents itself as feeling a little creepy. Yeah. If all she really wants is my hair that I was going to let him sweep into a bin anyway, yeah. I am literally no longer attached to that hair. Right. If she wants to take it home and have some attachment through it, I have no problem, but I want to be kept in a separate bag <laughs> with a label. You want, you want your hair to be respected. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't Would you want to be asked? If she was going to take your hair, would you want her to ask you and say, hey, well, no, I I'd just prefer, want to take I'd prefer she did it in secret. <laughs> Because that's an odd conversation to have, don't you think, yeah. Marie? It is saying, sorry, Will, I don't know you very well, but can I just take some of your hair? I'm with Will. Just yeah. do it. Just do just it. Just do yeah. it, Megan. Yeah. And you're fine with it as well? Yeah, yeah, take my hair. Well, she says, I started taking a larger backpack to work to make yeah. sure I could take everything home. I'm currently not even... I like s- to imagine she's wearing one of those backpacks you backpack around Europe. You know, oh, like, like, like a really, real really... Lots of different like, pockets and... Just- <laughs> It's just everywhere. Lots of different compartments. Currently not even seeing anybody because I'm terrified of them finding huge stashes of people's hair. Oh, that's an amazing Mm. first date. Go Mm. home with Megan. Mm. What's this? Nothing. Nothing. Just a beanbag. Sit on it. Sit on it. Try and sit on it. I'd love you to sit on it. Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't explain that away, could no. you? All the bags of human hair in your house, <laughs> no. you couldn't. <laughs> and so now... Well, I mean, you could, but I don't think the explanation would make the other person feel good. <laughs> no. What a, gr- oh, what a great clip. <laughs> it's such a great clip and it's super gross. <laughs> we should. Uh, well, obviously, we should. We will. It's linked below. Definitely check it out. He's also on Twitter at Mr. Sammy P. Yes, he is, and um, on Instagram at Confessions of the Idiots and Facebook Confessions of the Idiots as well. And you can listen in all good Podo apps. I would highly recommend it. He's also just a lovely guy. He's really great. We've met him at a party. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you've met him more than me because I on have. The but he's very good friends. But I also met him at the party. Yeah, and, and he he's was really fun. Very good friends nice. with all the guys yeah. at Stupid Old Studios and our lovely mates do go on the podcast. Um, and yeah, he's an excellent all-round dude, and it's a hilarious show. I highly recommend checking out Confessions of Idiots. Yay! Well, this is just a quick thank you to Hollywood Pete, friend of ours, friend of the show. We love Hollywood he Pete. He sent us a, a children's book called A Die Hard well, – it's not really a children's book, but it's A Die Hard Christmas. It's written by comedian Doogie Horner and illustrated by J.J. Harrison. And basically it recontextualizes Die Hard, the movie Die Hard from the 80s, the action-adventure romp. 
as like the night before Christmas with like these wonderful drawings, but it's also terrorists being like shot and blood like flying out of them. But it's done in like a lovely kind of Christmas narrative kind of style. And I just wanted to say it's really fun. And if you've got like slightly older kids or even you're like diehard, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it it's does really look cool. really fun. I, we opened it and I remember you looking at it I was thinking, like, maybe what I, is this? Who yeah. sent you this? And maybe I could yeah. read this to our son and then you well, opened it. I it's terrorist being like, ugh. Like <laughs> riddle the bullets. art style is great. Right. It's really good. He's great. We love Hollywood yeah. Pete. You're awesome. He's like, it's a few months late because, you know, Christmas was, but you know, whatever. Who Christmas, cares? it doesn't matter. Die Hard is an all-round movie for all time. It is. It's an awesome movie. One day we'll see Hollywood Pete again, maybe in six months when yeah. we resurface We're going to have a big drink. Yeah, yeah, I can drink too. You're not allowed to drink. It's only me and Hollywood Pete that drink. No. Yeah. <laughs> I used to come when I was fun. That's true. Here's something you will enjoy. And I recommend if you've got time, you should watch it even tonight. All right, because called... I have something else you'll enjoy. What does that mean? I have a mate? surprise. Oh, going, no, it's not a song, is it? <laughs> no. uh, it's, it's bad education. Corona will go away. <laughs> it will go away. No, don't give it away here. <laughs> Uh, bad education. I got a screener actually from HBO. They reached out and they're giving me screeners for stuff now, which is awesome because that, I don't know. It just didn't think that would happen. I've never contacted them, but they sent me a copy of bad education. It's directed by Corey Finley and it stars Hugh Jackman, Alison Janney, Ray Romano, Geraldine Vishwanathan, uh, which I probably again said, said wrong, but anyway, it's a really terrific an engrossing Whoa, movie. Whoa, guys, he's so animated. He's got both hands oh, up. Oh, it's real. You'll love it. So it's about this school superintendent uh, played by Hugh Jackman. We love US. Hugh Jackman. We love, we love him. him. We love you, Hugh. He's we not listening. Uh, so he's like the best you superintendent in, in the area, right? He's he's brought this school up in a big way with his assistant, uh, Alison uh, Janney, and basically he's raised the level of education uh, which in turn raises college applications. So he's all these kids are getting to really good schools and getting on the fast track to, to big universities. Housing prices have also got up, gone up in the area because that also is in relation to how well schools do, which I'm sure people may know. If you're looking for a house, often you, you have to be like, wait, I have to take into account schools and a bunch yeah, of other stuff you didn't realise. Yeah. you, you mean? I mean you, me. yes, exactly. <laughs> look at it all yeah. and I was like, we're moving here. And you were like, cool. Yeah. And he's like this perfect looking Hugh Jackman looking guy. Because he's Hugh Jackman. Yes, he's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> you just say he's though, he's, <laughs> though he's looking like a bit older in this because he, he knows he's 50, older. But I think they've done a bit more to kind of make him like. Oh, older. But still. not older, older, but just, yeah. And it's also, it's weird because he's got this kind of vanity and this like sharpness and crispness to him, which is, you know, it's, he considers it kind of part of his job and part of his personality and all of these things. And you see him with kids and with parents and other stuff and he's, He's really good with them and, and there's a reason why obviously it's doing well. But anyway, it's discovered that there's this misallocation of funds at school and then an inquiry happens into spending and it seems like a lot of this money is missing and there's certain people that are involved in it and people ended up end up being exposed for kind of and the school isn't necessarily what you what you think it is. And it's all based on a true story that happened in the early 2000s. People went to jail for this thing that happened. Good Lord. Um, but I, again, I'm not going to spoil it. So it's interesting because the characters that kind of are revealed, they're not wholly terrible, but they also, they obviously are because they're stealing millions of dollars in some cases. But some of them also clearly have education in mind, maybe, and maybe it's like a hubris that they that they are doing this for the for their own selfish reasons. But does that even matter if the school is kind of getting better? You know what I mean? And there's also this idea that the people who work for school, some of them see themselves as 
that, you know, all these parents come in with their kids and they've got these six-figure jobs and these cars and these houses. And why should they be missing out on these things, you know, when the parents are the ones who are reaping the benefits of their hard work and the, because it's a public school, you know? Mm. And it's just really interesting. And it's, like I said, it's it's well worth a watch. And I found it particularly interesting because being in the educational system, but I've never, I never felt like that. Parents thought that they were, you know, better than me in whatever, whatever way. But there definitely can be that divide between, you know, parents and and uh, teachers often because, mm. you know, for for various for various oh, reasons. Completely. Yeah. And I think often it depends too on the type of area Dep- that definitely you're teaching depends on the in area. as well. Yes. And I have friends who teach in all different types of settings, yeah. but often. Friends who teach at very kind of expensive, posh uh, private schools, the parents expect a lot more and treat you more like an employee. Yes. As opposed to maybe teachers from other who are teaching in other areas. Yeah, that's right. Possibly lower socioeconomic areas too. where um, Mm. And also culturally too, like in China, teachers are, you know, some of the most respected members of society. Whereas here, are they? Who knows? Look, I don't they think teachers be. aren't respected. And, look, I loved it like I did, but they're definitely – we've talked about it, but it needs to be addressed. Yeah, like how different teachers vibe. Are just pa- I would say just yeah. paid And just up. like offer a PS, bloody shout-out to teachers at the moment shout who out. are somehow managing to run a program for kids who are going to school and kids who are homeschooling yeah, exactly. and working that through. And I think they're bloody everyday And that's heroes. all levels of education as well because our son's kid yeah. teacher has four of her own kids at school. Two of them are like in grade prep. And, yeah. you know, she's doing both, you know, which is My God, crazy, so. just like super mum right there. So, yeah, yeah I really t- – and they're, and they're on the front line yeah. of this crisis too. So I, bloody teachers awesome. And also anyone who is out there working in the community at the moment, you guys are all bloody tops. Is that the show? Have you got another um, thing? I do. I have like many things. Like I got really excited this week. Okay. All right. I did say I had something for you. Oh, no. I know. I got something. It's not a good smile. I got something for you. You know how last week I, you said that you were going to paint my toes? <laughs> and then said. you didn't paint my toes. I thought I've locked you in here and I bought you some nail polish remover <laughs> and also some beautiful pink Patrona polish and I think that you should try and paint them on air. You have lost your mind if you think <laughs> I'm going to do that. I also that. bought a towel and tissue. I should have known when you came in Come with the towel. Come over here. There's a chair strategically placed <laughs> right in front of me. This is absolutely... No, we're going to do it. If it's really shit and it doesn't work, then right, we fine. can always edit it out. Come on over, ah, man. i got to bring my This is love. Over. This is love. No, this is entrapment. <laughs> yeah, well, you still haven't done it. I can't reach them and I can't go into hospital with manky-ass, so bloody, hairy toes. So I get your hairy toes? Well, then, yeah, I, I didn't to, tell you that bit, did I? I have to get the nail haven't seen a waxer off. for a while. Yeah, you have to take it off first. You're a real piece of work, you I know can't that. Play, how can Put the nail polish on and take it off. I can't reach my toes right, put either your foot way. Up. Put your weird, gross monkey feet up. All right. Okay. So first up, I'm I know just... how to get nail polish off. Do Claire. you? Of course when I do. have you ever done taking nail polish off? I've been ever to some parties your... as a teenager. You're hanging out with girls. You're braiding your hair. You're giving your toes. <laughs> okay. So I have to paint a real picture here. We're doing this. Is a bit like a breakfast show bit, isn't it? That they would do. So, uh, Jim, I'm going to get my phone and I'm just going to like film you over here with your lovely haircut as well. God damn, this so is li- strong. Li- this, is pa- this is like yeah, paint stripper. Nail polish remover, you goose. Okay, here he goes. All right, so he's uh, currently. You're a real piece of work. You know that. <laughs> Embarrass me in front of my podcast. <laughs> 
your podcast. Yeah, my other no. podcast, my boss. Okay, so you're podcast. taking good. That's one foot done. <laughs> to be fair, there's not that much nail polish left. There you know, are there's going to be some there's... people who pay good money for this video. You're going to get some real creeps on there. <laughs> what? Are you taking nail polish for no, Yeah, people, are you kidding me? Feet's like a huge thing. What? It's a huge, like, subsection what of. What do you mean? What do they You don't get know, like, that feet are not like a. Yeah, like what do huge... people like to do with them? Like suck the toes or something? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino, you know him? Uh, film director. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Oh, Kill Bill. Name? Kill Bill and various things. If you look at his movies, a lot of it is like people putting like feeted mouths and close-up of feet and all this kind of stuff. He loves feet. He's like notoriously, really? I'm getting high to smell on this. <laughs> this is part of my plan to get you high. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, you've done it better. now. Well done. So yeah. far, so bloody good. Well, put the lid on the now polish oh, sorry. Yeah, ma'am. it's really hard to get a professional these days. Is it? Look at my toes, they're all clean now. Okay, here he goes. Bright pink now polish. I'm so impressed. Look at him go. Okay, can he do it, guys? I don't know if you're you're able to There's do it. There's a this. real I, I don't the There's thing a is real like, art. <laughs> I don't have very steady oh I've I've clipped the end of your end of your toe there. I don't have steady hands this either. This is gonna be a real disaster, isn't it? Yep. I've gone onto the cuticle. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, this is a real disaster. How quickly do I have to this do this? This is some quality, pretty quickly because it's it's quickly getting very boring. Is it? I'm, I'm, really I'm sorry that this thing that you sprung <laughs> on me isn't exciting. Well, I'm ne- you and I'm getting high now too from the nail polish remover. You probably shouldn't because you've got a baby in your stomach. Yeah, this is true. Mm. Well, what I, I really what appreciate I love about this. oh, this one is absolutely botched. <laughs> what? You moved and I got like the top of your toe like a lot. I'm just zooming in a little. Yeah. I don't think you're doing a terrible job. No, you can't see them up close. You've got bad eyesight. No, I've got my glasses on. Okay. There we go. That one's done. All right. Okay. Here he goes. Now, we don't have any like toenail separator so or anything. Did you just paint me? Yeah. I'm going to do your whole foot. Are you doing? That's ridiculous. I zoomed in. Don't. I've got a bloody stripe on me now. How am I going to get it off? This is going to be a video in a few years. It's going to be like, it's going to be like Mr. Sunday hair. movies. They're going to be like Mr. Sunday movies is a real cuck. I always knew it <laughs> because he does the SJW. He, yeah, he does things for his things for his wife that he loves. He's what an absolute <laughs> pathetic human being. Remember when we worked with that guy up north, and the bit of advice that he gave me, he'd somehow ended up in his like mid sixties in the middle of nowhere, being a terrible teacher. His <laughs> yeah. advice was like. And divorced like a mul- multiple times. But you know what? People get divorced. Not- he did make a mean scone. No, he didn't. He made a terrible scone. All people right. would just had Stockholm syndrome up there. But uh, <laughs> he, this one's buggered. But he used to. He was like, right. if you want advice for a relationship, James, with women, is like never compromise. I'm like <laughs> never compromise, like on anything ever. That feels wrong. Look, I can understand like standing your ground, but you cannot yeah. be in a relationship or know a human being. Without having compromise, like sometimes for some things, that's you know what I mean? true. One day I'll compromise. I would say the advice is like stand your ground on things that you're really sure of, but you know, there's a lot of things you can just let go. Like if you really like, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could I could do this in a salon. I'm dishing out good advice. Yeah, and just see, going that's for the it. magic of it. It's kind of lovely. Mm. Oh, this one's not I as good. I love the lady that does my toes bad. normally, and yeah? I miss her every yeah, goddamn day. <laughs> I need to clean these up around the edges. But yeah, you is. do. You need to clean up your act. I but do. you are. You're dishing out life. I actually do agree. One of my lovely friends, Alicia, once said to me, and I do agree with this, like she had an issue because her husband kept putting his toothbrush and toothpaste 
on the side of the bench. Yeah, but that's and what she a serial had a, killer does. No, and she had a, like like a cup or thing that she always wanted them to go into. And she used to just like argue about it and every day they'd have this argument and then she would be mad and they'd go to work and she'd be fuming. And her mum said to her, she's like, you have to decide in a relationship what are the things that you're going to dig your heels in on and what are you do, what is just going to actually make your life easier. If you care so much about this particular thing, then in the end, Mom, I think... That ends need to be cleared up. Also, clean my bloody toe, stripey thing. What have you done there? In the end, pick your battles and just like the two seconds it would take you to pick that toothpaste and toothbrush up off, off the bench. Yeah, I know because it's nail polish. The shit is paint. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's, that's what nail mm. polish actually is. Yeah, she just said the two seconds it would take you to just put that toothbrush and toothpaste back in the bowl, back in the thing and get on with your day. Yeah. And I've sort of thought about that. So now I just... Uh, you never argue on anything. I never complain. I never talk about your socks on the floor. You complain almost constantly. <laughs> no, I don't. I let a lot of things slide, including your lack of talent in the nail polish department. Done. I'm actually quite impressed. You look, need guys. to get a closer look. It's not that good. How good is it? All right. I'm zooming in. Is that the show? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got to do some recommendations. Oh, my God. Hang on. I'm taking my mic back to my All right. Seat. He's taking his mic. I'm filming you. All right. Okay. I, I'm pretty impressed. I'm looking at my toes. They don't look too shabby, guys. They're not great, and I did it really quick. Uh, you know you can review the show. Why would you after this debacle? <laughs> I should have known with that sinister look on your face. Uh, this is from Todoroskin. Says, absolutely charming. Five stars. Ooh. You just do this in-app. Although I'm a long-time listener of the Weekly Planet, I'm starting to believe that this is actually James's more successful podcast. But I really, knew I liked this. Claire might be the most charming person on the planet. I feel oh. like high on fumes. <laughs> I'm so Even sorry. more than Meso. At Claire's suggestion, my mother and I watched Little Fires Everywhere this past week, and we both adored it. Thank you so much uh, for having great suggestibles. You guys rock. Got any suggestions <gasps> for this week? I bloody love that review. I Did knew you, you would. That I should have picked some of the meaner ones. <laughs> yeah, now I'm. I made you paint my toes. Anyway, this might be one of the proudest moments of my life. Mm, Yeah, you must have. (laughs) I haven't done very much recently. I am really getting high with this now, Flush River Machine. All right, so you can also email the show. We would love to hear from you at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Yes. And this week with with your recommendations, and this week I got an email from a lovely person called Ruben Turner. And I'll just read a bit of it out. I think it's a really important email. And I love email. Yeah, I think it's great. So, hello, Claire and James. First of all, I'd like to say how much I love your podcast. It's very enjoyable to listen to. I'm a long-time listener of the Weekly Planet and I've been listening to Suggestible since it first started. God, so good. You guys may already know this, but given the discussion about the documentary regarding Hasidic Jews in last week's episode, so that was the show that we talked about, Unorthodox. Um, I just wanted to make sure you guys know that Hasidic Jews are only a subset of Orthodox Judaism as a whole, and right. Satmar is an even smaller subset of Hasidic Jewry. So regular Orthodox Jewish women do not have to shave their heads and not prevent from education, working and hobbies. And regular Orthodox men do not have to wear the fur hats and et cetera. And I think that's so great. And I really appreciated Ruben's email because I think um, I saw a similar post somewhere on the internet too because I think shows like Unorthodox are awesome because we get to see a window into another kind of culture that we might not know about. But it's important to also know that it's not – indicative of an entire no, of course religion yeah. or an entire way of doing things in the Orthodox faith. And I, it, it reminds me actually when we talked about, and I can't remember what the book's name was, but we were talking about the Mormon religion, educated. 
Yes, right. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Which is a brilliant book. But that book also, I, I got a couple of emails from people who were um, Mormons who said that it's not reflective of their culture as a whole. So I think it's just really important to stay educated. And I really appreciate your email. Well, I think it's important Ruben. to stay ignorant. <laughs> right. You would. And I do. You've lost some brain cells now from all the fumes. So I thank really you have. so much, Ruben, for your email. And we always love to get get feedback and, and learn do. more. So yeah. thanks so much, mate. And yeah, you can also recommend stuff to us as well. That's it. That's the show. It is. Uh next week we will uh we'll be back, won't we? Um, back and well. There might be a delay yeah. between uh after that. We'll talk about it next week. But um Yeah, we're not really sure. We're trying to bank a few extra little Episodes. So yeah, we might be able to. We'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, we'll, there'll be definitely one more show, and then we'll kind of see how we go from there. But come back next week if you want. If you want, watch or me not. perform other beauty routines and regimens. <laughs> Your favorite type. Oh my! God. Look, as long as you bring more chemicals that I can inhale while I do it, I think <laughs> we're going to be all right. I'm really impressed. You did a good job. I was hoping for more hilarity. I feel like maybe we should delete it. <laughs> so what people that. don't know about me is because I'm a very sensitive <laughs> soul. I got many skills. Very, I can dunk a basketball. I can paint a toenail. I got soft little hands. Look at these calluses from doing chin ups all day. Oh yeah, well on your chin up bar that you attach to the door frame. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Good in the world. lord. All right. All right. I talk way too much about chin ups. You talk about chin-ups a bloody lot. I'm also not that good at chin-ups. I should. Re- I, no, I think is. I'm brag. I'm too. Well, okay. The other thing, just if we've gone way over time, but the other thing that you like to do that this pandemic has stopped you from doing, yeah, it's a tragedy. Is that you like to go to the playground, and while the other dads are on their phones just hanging out, you like to find a specific little bar and do some chin-ups. And, and show up all the other I'm not, dads. It's not the show up. It's just you've got to get your fitness in where they are. I don't do it and look over and go, what are you looking at, dickhead? It's just a thing <laughs> that I like to do. And then I let all the mums come over and yeah. touch my muscles. <laughs> look at your butt. I, I like it. I think it's great. I'm always like, look at my man. Don't look, look at, at me. Look at my sexy man. Don't look at me. All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.